Hey, what's up? This is Derek Green from Sepultura, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, how's it going out there, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, here. This time, along with the monstrous, talented vocalist and Derek Green, quite the honor, man. Thank you so much for joining our IOF series today. Now, Derek, this is an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at the Mighty Sepultura with the release of your latest studio album, Sepulquarta, which releases uh, August 13th through Nuclear Blast. And first things first, man, I just want to you know commend you guys on just getting this far into your storied career with a band nearing 40 years of existence. I can't believe I'm even saying that number, considering how long I've been listening to you guys. Of course, all the well-deserved recognition this new album has been getting so far, especially with those singles, Mask and Apes of God that dropped. Could we expect anything less? Let's be honest here. But, you know, plenty <laughs> of amazing things to unravel about this unique album and what you guys are all about. But before we get to all that and beyond, I'm going to start off with a very important question. I do this with all my guests. It's an important one, considering what's been happening in our lives, man. How are you? How has the last seven months just been like in Los Angeles, man? Um, I'm good. Thank you for asking. And uh, thanks for, you know, all the, all the praise. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty... Uh, <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, things have been have been great um considering you know a pandemic going on you know just really hanging in there trying to to stay positive during this whole thing but um it's it is exciting times uh despite all the 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 drama that's going on around us um in the world right but we're looking forward to to really playing shows again live um that's really something that we're missing very much um but we're excited about playing these new songs as well. And with this recording of, of Quadra that came out, um, we weren't able to play any songs live yet, except for one song. Um, actually, two shows we were able to play. In Rock and Rio, we played the song, um, Isolation. Then we were also able to play it for Hellfest, um, a special opening event that we did for them. So right. that was the only time that we were able to play a song off the new album. And then we have this album coming out now, uh, Sepulquatris. And uh, it's exciting, you know, because that came about from absolutely not with a plan or anything in mind to do an album, but it, it, it turned into an album. So it's really exciting to have that out as well. Yeah, I wanna, I'm going to dive into Quadra here in a little mm -hmm. bit because, because the transition from that to now, it's... I mean, it, obviously it was unplanned, but obviously life as of late, many of us have also been away from the stage a lot, you know, fans and musicians alike. Now that there seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel here, a long tunnel, might I add, that we've all been in. I, I'm assuming, were, were you able to keep up with your vocals, your instrumentals these days? Like, has anything changed for your routine-wise lately, if at all? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've spent the past, you know, over 20 years on the road. Um, all the time. So having that big pause of not touring, being at home, being able to do day-to-day -day stuff is a big change. You know, that was something that we weren't able to do all the time. But now, I, I mean, it, it's been so long, you know, I've gotten used to doing the daily routine. It's kind of nice to have those routines. But again, like I was saying, I really miss uh, playing shows. But this was, it's a strange period, you know, not playing shows in the summer, 
not doing festivals, not doing anything. Um, I wasn't able to really do as much vocally as, as I wanted to. I mean, we were with Sepulquatas. That was something to look forward to each yeah. Wednesday, having to perform and uh, getting prepared for that. Um, and doing some side projects with certain people, certain songs, um, a lot of covers that people were out there doing. And I, I thought that was pretty cool, but I'm not really a cover guy. You know, I'm not really into <laughs> doing so many covers at all. <laughs> it's not really that appealing to me. I mean, I love watching people do it, but honestly, I don't like doing them. Um, but I thought it was a way, you know, to keep people entertained and keep people interested and, um, and, and for the artists themselves, you know, it's a lot of fun and I love seeing them and everything, but I really need to step back into rehearsing vocals. And that really comes about from playing live shows um, for us. We never really practice that much except for getting ready for tours. And the last time we practiced was in 2020 when we we're getting ready to set out on a tour with Sacred Reich and Crowbar in the U.S. Yeah, I remember that, that was in March. Yeah, middle of March. And that was the last time we were practicing hardcore, like so ready, you know, the set list, everything, uh, super excited. Um, and then it didn't happen. So before this, you know, we start touring again, we'll have to do some serious rehearsing. I have to really build up to get my vocals back into shape. Um, it's like a muscle and training. So I have to really do that again. Yeah. And uh, speaking of like getting into the routine, uh, I want the listeners out there to know how important this is to you, because uh, I'm going to transition here back into it because you're vegan, Derek, uh, if I'm correct. correct. Right. Yeah. Now, which is <laughs> yes. now uh, here's the thing. A lot of my peers and uh, even my older brother, he's going to see this interview when it drops. He's going to say, I told you so. He's you know, we're trying to transition <laughs> to being vegan. I'm in my 30s. Like oh, I wow. can't the shit I used to any in the past, obviously. But you know, uh, I want to tie it into, you know, you, you being vegan, which also ties into your show called Highway to Health, which is, if for anyone who doesn't know, it's a plant-based rock and roll travel show. I mean, that's everything together that, that I love. It hosted, hosted by you and your co-partner, Tanya O'Callaghan. You know, talk about that, Derek. I know that's that okay. means a lot to you because yeah, how did that does, start? Yeah. yeah. You know, how did, how mm -hmm. has all that been going for you? And, and if, if at all, how has the pandemic had an effect on something health conscious like Highway to health. Mm -hmm. were, there, were there challenges? Were you able to keep that up into where you started to where you are today? I know it's a lot. I'm asking okay. you, but I don't know. No, no, no. I, yeah. I, I got you, you man. You, I got you. You have the floor. <laughs> All right. Um, so basically, I, I haven't eaten meat since I was 14, 15 years old. So it's wow. been over like 30 years um, of not eating any animals. Um, I started three or four years ago. Um, but I've always been very conscious about, uh, awareness of, of how eating animals has an effect on the planet, on animals, of course, and, and on ourselves. So those are three primary things that were really stuck in my head and reasons why I really wanted to make a life decision in changing to a plant-based diet and lifestyle. Not really a diet, but a lifestyle. I don't use any leather products or any animal products as well. So it was something that it was a learning process. And I felt that from the times when I started to now, it's been so many changes that have been happening that are fantastic changes. And it's just evolving that whole plant-based lifestyle and the understanding and people being open-minded to it and companies being like-minded 
to the cause of 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 the importance of the planet and the importance of uh, animal cruelty and and so I, I felt there was something that I really had never seen on a TV show. It was something I I, I, I mm. enjoyed. You know, I've always enjoyed watching travel shows and cooking shows and then going to all these exotic places and you learn about the culture. And I was like, this is cool. But a lot of the times I wasn't really into the, the exotic animals they were eating on the show. Um, a lot of times it was super pricey, things I just never would eat, even if I did eat meat. Um, and just, I, I just, that part of the shows, of those type of shows weren't really appealing to me. And I always wanted to see another side. You know, other options that are out there that do exist. And many times from being on the road and traveling, I would get asked all these questions. Um, I would get linked or boxed into certain stereotypes about being a vegan. Um, and so I wanted to really put light on that and kind of shed all the stereotypes that exist around that whole plant-based world. Tanya O'Callaghan was actually a traveling musician. She is a traveling musician as well and, and an activist. And she also had this idea as well. So we teamed up together and decided to do a show called Highway to Health, really showing our lives and why we made this decision. And a lot of the people that we meet from traveling around the world and showing that not only where we're living, but also everywhere around the world, there's these changes that are happening. And there's a, re a reason why these changes are happening. So we really want to shed light on that and, so, and show people the possibilities that exist out there of options that um, they can go to because it's now it's a time where it, it feels that uh, people are having a better understanding of how it's having an impact on our lives and everything around us and how we're all connected. So I think with our program, we don't want to ram it down people's throats that you got to be vegan. You need to do this. All right. All right. That's a good really sound bit, by the way. I'm going to say that. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> no problem. But it's like we really want to show the fun behind it. We want to show the evolution behind it. And we want to give people those options, you know, for them to make their own choices to do those things, you know, to implement those things into their life. And it takes time to do those things. But, you know, it's like I don't I never liked the aspect of people like really ramming things down my throat. Mm -hmm. And I always felt this was a really um, a negative approach. So I felt it was a better approach, you know, to really um, cheer people on when they're doing those changes, like maybe once a week cutting out meat for their whole family. I think that's incredible. You know, a lot of times um, people would never consider that. And I think it's great when people are making those small changes and building up to maybe bigger changes. Um, so I also, we wanted to have people that are on the show that weren't only vegans. You know, we wanted to show the discipline it takes to, to live a healthy life, you know, not only food wise, but mentally as well. And uh, that takes a lot of uh, discipline and understanding and it's something that you know all connected like i was saying before but it's a really exciting show we have a lot of different celebrities and chefs and and you know like M mma fighters and uh ceos and I, a wide variety I, i've, of I've seen it i feel like we could dive or dive into that show just alone on a separate episode which we'll <laughs> save for later oh yeah I'm sorry I, I don't mean to interrupt you there but but oh, yeah no. But so, you know, with this whole lockdown and everything, you know, I felt it was a time that a lot of people could really concentrate on their health. They have more time to do those exercises where they're like, oh, I don't have the time in a day to do it. 
And, um, you know, so for me, I ended up doing a lot of walks um, every day, trying to do like an hour, 15 minutes, hour and a half of walking, um, which is tremendous. You know, it's really underrated form of exercise, but it really clears your Gosh, mind. Yes. And it's great that. for your body. <laughs> yeah. And it's great, man. And so cooking at home, also another way of like really helping your health, getting away from the processed food of buying fast food and things like that. Cooking at home is the best way of like improving your health, especially there's so many different dishes that are cooked that are healthy, plant-based, and you can really feel those changes. You know, I know that, you know, this was a time that I felt that I wanted to really, really get into shape. And I felt that I was able to do that during this whole lockdown, um, just really focus on that and health being the most important thing, you know, in people's lives. I, I felt that a lot of people would get behind that, but, you know, it, it was difficult times, you know, people were feeling depressed. Um, there were, a, there's a lot of propaganda on the other side as far as like meat industry and everything pushing their product, um, where people were kind of getting lazy into that, um, and actually watching their health slip away from that, you know, being locked up and being depressed and everything. Um, but I felt that it could help, you know, with the healthy lifestyle, plant-based lifestyle and definitely helping your immunity. If you were to get sick, um, it would help with a quick recovery and, 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 you know, I felt that a lot of people could get behind that aspect of it. Um, I felt that there would be a big change in, in health wise, but, um, it's, you know, it's been 50, 50, it seems, you know, some people are like, yeah, I definitely started to make those changes. And other people are like, man, I really slipped. You know, I keep hearing <laughs> both sides, you know, I've been but, on both uh, sides actually. <laughs> yeah, no, we all have. So but I think it's a challenge, you know, and, and, and I really think if there was a positive program reinforcing ideas that are kind of really dispelling a lot of uh, negative ideas that people might have, I feel that there was a show that people could watch. They would really appreciate that. And where can people uh, follow Highway to Health? I know you guys have an Instagram. Mm. You, have, you have a website. Oh, Liquid Death. I have Liquid Liquid Death in my fridge. <laughs> I've been drinking so much Liquid Death this summer. I'm a fan. I love exact. I love what they're doing. Their marketing is genius. Like just the way it's spreading like wildfire in a good way. I, I introduced my brother to Liquid Death, and he can't stop drinking it. I, he, wow, lives in, wow. he lives in Oklahoma. He just drove back to Oklahoma today. But I went there last week, a couple weeks ago actually. And he just had just cartons of just uh liquid death in his fridge i'm like whoa this is great oh, yeah. i love that anyway yeah, I, shout I, I, out to liquid oh, death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah shout out to liquid death definitely but uh, i was and, gonna uh, ask i was gonna ask like uh if you wanted to plug in highway to health as far as like website where can people follow okay you, yeah with everything so right now we're so right before the pandemic we were able to film an entire season so eight episodes oh um awesome. traveling to brazil ireland we were even on the kiss cruise that tanya played um, going to the Caribbean, a lot of like crazy episodes, but we're in the process of selling it to a network. So we're trying, it's a really Dude. crazy game to do that. So I'm, I'm, I really feel positive about us being able to sell it. So we're in that process now trying to get a network to buy it. Um, so we can start working on the second season, but um, you know, we're really pushing it. So once we have that sold and, and we have a home for it, then we'll definitely start promoting on our website as far as uh, Instagram and Twitter, you know, we'll, all our social media will really be pushing it uh, even more. But until then, you know, we're still collecting content and everything. And um, 
you know, just really need to get the soul, you know? Yeah. And I really love what you guys are doing and you guys are doing it right. There's you talk about propaganda. There's so much information being thrown at us left and right, especially with this last year and a half, you don't know what to do. You know, it's like you mm, become mm-hmm. overwhelmed with all, with all this information, which is uh, I'm, I'm so glad you were able to shed more light on everything that you do. And uh, I know I'm just one of millions out there, but you guys are doing it right. <laughs> and I'm so glad you plugged that in into my show because being health conscious is, is an easier said than done process. I feel like as a musician, yeah, yeah. being on the road, as long as you have, Mm-hmm. Is that something you'd like to see, to see uh, other fans, metal, really metal, the metal community right. just to latch onto as, as extreme as the genre is, I feel like we could go right. on the other end on just being safe and, and, you know, right. uh, uh, being careful with what we eat, you know, no harm to animals and all that in between. Are you seeing it catch on more as far as oh, being yeah. a vegan, as far as the metal community is concerned? What are you, what are you seeing? No doubt. Well, I, I've seen what it, it's definitely caught on more. It's incredible how it has. Um, I've noticed from festivals and shows that they're catering more towards plant-based people with in catering, um, having dishes that are tastier, healthier, um, and, and they're really doing their research and homework and trying to have interesting dishes, not just the bland things of the past, but they're really doing the research and creating tasty dishes that are healthy. So a lot of times I notice the bins, well, they'll have meat and they'll have vegan section. The vegan section is always gone, always empty. <laughs> That's good. And it's always, you know, it's great. I mean, at times I'm like, yo, can you hide my plate <laughs> in the back before everyone eats it? Um, the thing is just the waste from all the meat and stuff that's up there. I'm just like, why do people still insist on ordering this stuff or having it on the rider? Um, a lot of things we had to change on the writer because even the guys in my band aren't vegan, but they like to be healthy on the road and they like to eat well on the road. And they're much more conscious about it, you know, as far as even digesting, being on stage with like a, you know, a full stomach and things like that. So with the plant-based diet, it's easier to digest. You're going to feel lighter. Um, and they're coming up again with tastier dishes. So I've noticed that all those trays are always empty. Um, I've noticed a lot of different bands um are asking for it so before it'd only be like one person or two but there's now there's full bands that are vegan um metal bands and stuff we tour with creator millie is a hardcore vegan as well and he's awesome and so that was great to link up with him and talk about you know things like that um i've noticed even on cruise ships you know with like metal cruise ships or whatever there was entire buffet dedicated to plant-based uh, people like a whole vegan buffet and it was a line packed you know with people in that line it was just really cool to see you know because people are understanding that you know you're able to to live longer be happier in pursuing this type of lifestyle i've noticed even on stage you know it's like people want to feel healthier you don't see as many people getting fucked up backstage like in the past um people are taking you know, the live shows seriously, because they want to have that energy. They want to put on the best show possible. They want to feel good when you're doing those shows because fans will appreciate that. And your body will appreciate that. Your band will appreciate it. You know, being serious, being focused and being, you know, sober on stage and ready to go. And so a lot of that, not only having to do with like drugs, cutting that out and stuff like that, but also with food. And so it's incredible to see, you know, that people want to have this longevity with the band. 
And that helps when you're eating well, taking care of yourself, and you're able to do those shows and last longer, exist longer in doing your music in something that you truly love to do. Yeah. And case in point, hopefully one day we can say, yeah, you guys have been around for 70 years. <laughs> it's because <laughs> right. it's because you're able to prolong your, you know, uh, your health and by eating healthy. And uh, 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 before we go to the next topic, I want to ask, you're talking about being vegan. What's on the menu today, Derek, if, if you can't answer that question? Good, good question. Um, well, normally at the at my house, uh, we do like a, a, a barbecue once a week. Oh, so I'm from we, Texas, so you're talking to the right uh, person. <laughs> so I'm going to put together uh, some potatoes and marinated, you know, like onions and spices and garlic. You know, you wrap that up in tinfoil, you just throw that on the fire. You know, it comes out yeah. crispy potatoes and everything. I'll make them some kebabs. Um, I like to use this Beyond uh, Sausage. It's really, really good. They have like the spicy sausage made by Beyond Meat. And so you add like um, different onions and peppers and things like that. You can put on a kebab. So we'll definitely do that and along with like a, a nice tossed salad um, and maybe uh, some other stuff. Oh, corn, corn, throwing that on, you know, again, on a grill grilled corn is just so good. Yeah. And uh, just simple things like that, you know, just taste so good and just, ah, just amazing and simple. Yeah. Yeah. Remember what I, remember what I, yeah. Remember what I told you about, we could talk about this forever. That's what I mean. We spend like a good amount. I can't wait to keep this up, you know, and uh, we're going to dedicate obviously one episode in the future to talk about just veganism entirely. You're talking about, you know, being on road, being vegan and, and, and the amount of, tours that you've done, Derek. I mean, uh, uh, Sepultura, like I said, you guys have been around for nearly four decades. You joined in 998, you know, and you've been at this for a long time yourself, you know, whether it's with Sepultura or Maximum Headrum, Beloved Ghouls, mm-hmm. Alpha Jerk, uh, what am I missing? Musica Diablo, the list goes on there. But I, I begin to think, how was the touring life for you personally, Derek? Because you've done some extensive touring throughout your career. You know, you played at Rock and Rio, uh, Vakken, mm-hmm. Download Festival excuse me, uh, 70,000 tons of metal. You're talking about the cruise ship, uh, Hellfest. And now we've all been just forced to take this unexpected step back. And, you know, in this last year, has that made you develop, I don't know, a newfound appreciation of the touring life? Like what was your favorite part about it? If you can like pick one. Uh, definitely the connection of fans of people, you know, not only fans, but just people in general, you know, you go to these incredible cities and places and you learn so much from talking to people and it can be inspiring. Um, you hear different stories. I, I love that communication and learning from being in entirely different places around the world. I truly miss that energy, you know, that you giving to people and that you're getting back from people. You know, I really um, have been missing that. That's uh, something that I look forward to getting back to, but I, I mean, being on the road, it was something, you know, that I've always wanted to do since I was a kid, um, just travel and to experience all these different places. But, you know, it will come back soon. You know, the, the aspects of being in an airport and that stuff, I don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those yeah, little, 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 little things like that, they start to really you know, stand out. Taxi the more rides and oh, going yeah. to the airport. I hate it. 
<laughs> don't forget you know, sitting, I, sitting on an airplane uh, and just being smushed in between. I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a smaller guy, so I I don't know if you, <laughs> yeah. if you can have any relation to that, but but I get I get exactly what you're talking about. Now you know I mean like customs and all that, you know, oh, that bullshit is the worst. But it's so <laughs> I mean that you you know, you it's really worth it once you step on that stage, you know, right before that first note is hit, right before, you know, your intro is on and you're getting ready. It's like, this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm here for, yeah. you know, like, and, um, you know, it never gets old. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and speaking of never getting old, we don't know how long this will continue. And you've seen this for the last yeah. year and you guys have done this live streaming along with hundreds of other artists, you know, obviously Sepulcorda, mm-hmm. Sepulcorda playing a big part in this, which we'll dive into here in a sec, but we've had, Artists like Devin Townsend and Atreyu, August Burns Red, Trivium, come on, interview under fire. And they talked about their experiences, you know, uh, pre-recording a set and then selling virtual tickets to the fans. And they would either mm. st- stream their set or do a live set or what, whatever have you. But, you know, with the amount of live streaming we've seen, I-, I wanted to get your take on this, Derek, because do you think that what we all saw during the rise of the quarantined induced live streaming is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your perspective? Like, has it already been affected? Do you still see bands doing something like this once we enter 2022 and beyond? Well, I, I mean, I think bands are doing whatever they needed to do to survive the, you know, the artists. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are under the impression that um, if you're, you know, certain musicians, they have like a, a shitload of money. I don't know where they got this idea from. But <laughs> <laughs> so some people, it's not, you know, it's hard to make money uh, being a musician. And so, you know, you got to, you got to make, you got to hustle. And so to do that live streaming, I know a lot of bands or artists are just like not really into it. It's a weird feeling, you know, just playing in front of no one. Um, it's just, it's not the same. But you do whatever you can, you know, to really have that connection with fans. We had we created Sepul Quadra because of that love of of being connected, needing to be connected to our fans. We had such a strong momentum with the album coming out, and we needed that communication between ourselves as a band, which is extremely important. And why the band has been able to last so long is that communicating with amongst ourselves. Right. So we had these meetings every Wednesday. Um, with the band talking and then we're like, Hey, let's put this online to keep connected with fans. Talk about triple tour stories and touring. Um, it'd be great for fans to see us, you know, talking and to talk with them. Then it grew into like, Hey, let's play a song, triple tour songs um, for fans every Wednesday. Then I was like, Hey, let, why don't we invite guests, people that we've had connections with, with our past from touring or friends and jam Sepultura songs. Then it grew to let's have not only musicians on, but other people that we admire and uh, people that have causes that are uh, worth knowing about and try to help them and, and communicate this on Wednesday. And so this gave us a way to stay connected with ourselves, our fans. And um, it was, a, it was something to look forward to each Wednesday, you know, like since yeah. we had so much downtime, um, but it was, it's not, I, I don't think it's, fun to do like live streaming type stuff i think it sucks you know <laughs> was it was it weird i mean just, just like, what, was it, what was it like for you man like you're standing in front of a camera obviously you know we're doing what we're doing right now but 
you're standing mm-hmm. in front of a camera. How was it? Like the first time you were in front of it, it's like, this is weird. Like, should I just start? Yeah, it just felt like corny. <laughs> and I mean, my neighbors felt that somebody was being murdered. You know, I also had to think of that time because I'm like screaming. And then I had to like keep it, my screaming down to a certain level at certain times, you know, and, and just, it, you know, it, oh, it just geez. killed the whole vibe of like being free to do music and everything. I was like in my room with, horrible equipment i wasn't planning on being in a quarantine for a year you know so i had like a microphone and garage band where i was like how does this even work you know like trying to piece it together technology wise and um it was a learning experience you know i I dealt with it but um it's not the same feeling you know i didn't become an artist or a musician to to play in front of a camera you know i want to play in front of people Thanks. But you got to do what you, do, you you need to do to survive. And that was something that came out, that survival instinct, like, okay, well, you got to do this. You got to do this. And that happens a lot from being on the road and being in, you know, crazy situations and having to deal with the situation. So that's what we did, you know, and, and it worked out um, in a way that we never imagined, you know, an album came out of it, you know. Yeah, and I, I, I began to wonder if it ever did feel like a typical production setting for you personally, and I'm glad you dove into that. You know, uh, De- Devin Townsend said the same thing when I talked to him about that. You know, obviously you can mosh in your own room, right? Which is great, like for as long as you want. But then I feel like you kind of hit that creative barrier where, okay, we did the live streaming. Now what? You know, it's like yeah. I've had so many artists, you know, talented artists like yourself come on IUF and tell me, yeah, I would love to do live streaming. It gives me a chance to engage with my fans. Other artists would say, I'm not doing shit until all this is over, you know? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can easily, you can do that, you know? But I, I think that's important. Like I said, it's important to have that connection with fans. You know, it's, it's really what has kept the band alive as well as ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. to keep going, you know? It's like that connection is really important and we love that connection, so... It's like, all right, let's do the live thing. It's, you know, it's corny as it is. I may be in my room and whatever. My neighbors are hating me, but I was like, I don't care. I'd rather, you know, I, I want to do this. You know, it's definitely needed. Uh, something I'm going to point out. I don't know if you remember this. Metallica did this last summer for one weekend. They did this live streaming event for all the drive-in theaters around the nation. Do you remember that? Oh, wow. So, yeah, so, yeah. So so my friend, Dallas, Texas sold out immediately. Luckily, my friend had a ticket. And I love telling this story because it's crazy. Like, I was like, okay, sure, I'll do it. Maybe. I don't know. And that was my first ever Metallica experience. If you would have told me that my first ever Metallica experience came during a That pandemic. was your first experience? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I, you can't make this up. But I, the more the more I dive into this, like, I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I can't believe I'm doing this. Like someone would have told me I did this and it's done. I get there. Yeah. It feels like it was a great turnout. You see all these people come out. It felt like an actual show. Right. So we get settled in and then it starts to seep in. You sit in the car, right? You get the, you get the, we we had vegan nachos. Let me point it out to you. We had (laughs) vegan nachos. It was great. Loved it. It was beyond me. Um, I think it was, nice. uh, I think there was Tofurky in there. I, 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 okay. My brand, that's a great brand. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we set, we got there, we were in the car, but then I'm like, we're in the car. And then, and then you see the, I remember this three days grace uh, open. And what's the most popular thing we hear at a metal show? Let me see those horns. Right. And you just see a sea of horns. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You get that, right. adrenaline, you get that adrenaline rush as you see that instead, what do we get? <laughs> they go, Hey, let me hear you honk your horns. <laughs> So if you roll your window down, 
you just hear cars honking just in silence, like in the dark. It felt so odd. But the point of me telling you this story is just it made me miss the live experience even more. You can't, dude. The reason why we love metal is because of the live experience. We're not, yes, of course. You, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what. Yeah, yeah no, I know. Yeah, and from everything else out there, but. Yeah, it just made me miss that even more. It was it was great. I probably I don't know if I'll ever do it again, but you know, I'm just saying like Metallica, like seeing Metallica the first time, the way I did it, I'm like, I'm sure when I told James Hetfield one day, like, did you know this is the first time he goes, you know what? We get that a lot. So just wow. a crazy story to talk about. Now I have an icebreaker. <laughs> I mean, what I mean, yeah, what was their set list like? What were it, they playing? So so yeah, they played they played everything from like uh obviously the first four, which is like some of the people's right. favorite, you know, before Black Album hit, they played some from uh, Load and Reload. They mm-hmm. went into the the last one. Uh, uh, I can't remember the top of my head. So many albums. Uh, the last one that came out, uh, I can't remember what it was. You know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but they played, you know, uh, from St. Anger also. But um, wow. it was a very long set and the turnout That's was cool. great. Everybody stayed there. People are trying to mosh, even though it was kind of raining outside. And I'm just like, this is oh, weird. I, I, it's, it's Texas. People are ready to get out and just go crazy. But, I mean, uh, I, got, I got to say, like, you know, I, I appreciate when bands have, like, live stuff you can watch at home. I mean, I, I did get psyched up with certain things I was able to see I hadn't seen in a long time. Um just because I was at home or certain festivals I forgot about or seeing live footage, you know, and it was kind of cool to see stuff like that. You know, I was, so, you know, I appreciate those bands that did take the effort to do those. There we go. Hardwired to self-destruct. That's what I keep forgetting. Oh man. That that was it. They played a lot from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, uh, but that's incredible. uh, Your first experience. Metallica. (laughs) Wow. Uh, now it's out there for the public to know. Oh gosh, um, you, you know uh, it's something talking about. I'm, I'm going to transition to this because Metallica and you guys were having the success success that you have. Here's the thing, Derek. You know the irony in all this is that the first song on that Cadre album is called Isolation. Another thing you can't make up right before the pandemic hit. I'm just thinking to myself if that yeah. is deep in your head. You know, uh, talking about Cadre and the reception that you guys have had. You guys have had albums that have gone to be certified as, you know, staple records among millions of fans and musicians today. I mean, this is just another impressive addition to your catalog. You know, despite the lineup changes, obviously, you Mm -hmm. guys have really honed in to your sound and identity and have stayed true to that over the years. I mean, I don't care who you are. 15 records is not an easy (laughs) thing to do. Yet here you are. But Derek, uh, uh, I'm going to talk about this because knowing and being a part of that success that Sepultura has been through, does writing get easier or does the pressure of so many great records make it harder? I think it becomes challenging. Absolutely. But that's what makes it so appealing, that challenge. Um, and also uh, the ability to work with other people. I mean, that's, a, you know, very talented people. So this is something that's always been a draw. Um, something I always aspired to be around is very, talented people, um, very positive people, people that want to go in the same direction. So when it comes to writing, you're influenced so much from traveling, meeting people, talking to people, being at live shows, playing live shows. Mm -hmm. So that has a lot of, uh, uh, you know, we take a lot from that into the writing process. 
So it's important for us to actually be on the road, um, to develop ideas, to be around certain people, to, you know, be engulfed in certain cultures. Um, but it keeps you on your toes and you really have to step out of your comfort zone. This is something that's always kept us, um, it's always challenged us to really not be afraid to try new things. To, you know, like I said, to get out of that box. You know, a lot of people uh, find it after many years becoming comfortable kind of doing the same recipe. You know, oh, that worked before. Mm -hmm. I guess we can coast on doing that. But I think for us, it's never been uh, part of a sepulchral trait. You know, I, it's something that was before I was in the band that I felt was always appealing about sepulchral is that each album was different with the album covers, the artwork, the whole concept, everything consistently changing. Um, and I felt that's how we are as humans. We're changing, growing, evolving, or at least that's a goal that we all have um, as together as a band. So it, it became something very natural um, for us when we go into the writing process to not repeat ourselves and to really try to do something that we've never done before and have fun in doing that. You know, it's a fun process thinking of things and not knowing what's going to happen. It's exciting, you know, being in this, you know, south of the world in Brazil, working on songs and not being around all the, the, you know, I don't know. Chaos. I guess influence. Yeah. The chaos that's out there or, just having our own perspective and really believing in ourselves and becoming comfortable with our setup and our group. And like you said, with all the changes that have happened, it's difficult to have a new member and to get, you know, situated around uh, to start the whole process again of working as a group yeah. and, 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 and those little, and those changes, but we've been able to do that. I mean, it's been a, a super challenge, but it's been rewarding in the end. Um, Every time, like I said, playing live, having that supportive fans and knowing that we're moving in a direction that's moving upward. Yeah. And you mentioned the people you've worked with on this uh, Sepulchre record. Uh, I'm going to point out Alex Skolnick, Scott Ian, Danko Jones, Devin Townsend, Matt Heafy, to name a few. Of course, they performed on different songs throughout the album. But it, as a fan and I'm as I was listening to Sepulchre, uh, is mm -hmm. it just me or did you feel the same way? Like you were breathing new life into these songs. Did you feel the same way at all? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was so exciting to hear them and do them with these incredible artists, you know, friends of ours, people we truly admire. It definitely added a, a different twist. And I'm looking forward to playing live shows again, because I would love to do those songs live with those artists, you know, oh, man. <laughs> uh, you know, so, I mean, there's so many different artists that are on it that at some point in time, we're going to definitely run into each other uh, playing live shows. So hopefully we can do those songs live, which would be a lot of fun. Do you see this album as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back? Uh, I guess. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty much what's happening now. We're still in this yeah. quarantine and lockdown. I, 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 yeah, I, I asked that question because it, it's, it's easy to look back on something like 2020, obviously, and say, mm -hmm. oh, this was the pandemic year. I did this, this, this. But it's just, you know, you see what I'm saying? It's the pandemic. But if you look back on Kadra, you could easily think of, at least for me, it's like, oh, that was the album right before the pandemic. It's always like that part that kind of like blank wall that's kind of just we're technically trying to get out of right now. But, you know, with even with other albums that you've been a part of, you know, like. But it's, it's, it's interesting as well. I mean, with the, I mean, it is definitely associated with the pandemic, but also the memories that we have with those artists. So with Danko, 
we did a tour with them, Jack Daniels tour in Europe. That was the first time meeting them. I'm a huge fan of his band. And we all are, you know, it was exciting seeing them play every night. You know, it, it, it was something that happened where we didn't expect it to happen. Like their crowd, our crowd together, everyone having fun. It was, it just brings back those memories. I'm like, yeah, we got to actually do something together yeah. to work on it with Devin. You know, it was great because I met him for, with highway to hell, you know, as far as like, that was like really talking to him. He would do awesome. like a really awesome interview with him. Um, it, it, it was great at the NAM festival um, in, in California. Yeah. And so that was cool with Alex, you know, we did Testament tour, which was a great tour. And just those memories of being able to talk to him about like hip hop, where I didn't realize he was such a hip hop head, <laughs> knew a lot of like old school stuff and just like having a lot of fun and laughing about a lot of stuff on tour. You know, all those people like Phil Campbell, you know, touring with Motorhead, you know, it brings back all these memories of like, oh, yeah, man, you remember we did that? It, it, you know, it's all connected also with, uh, you, you know, a whole history yeah. behind each person. So it's really cool. You know, it brings out a lot when I hear those songs or when we're able to perform with them. And that, and we're approaching the uh, last part of this interview. Unfortunately, I have that surprise for you at the end. So I think we will have time for that. <laughs> but, you know, uh, before I get to that, you know, Derek, everything that you're telling me, right, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which you've discussed about, you know, whether it's being in the band that's been through the success that you have performing for them as long as you have the people, the fans you have met and worked with doing these records, worldwide tours, staying healthy, your TV show, and your band, the name Sepultura is a household name these days. You know, you're considered a stepping mm -hmm. stone and, and heavy metal lore. You know, what's the most rewarding part for someone like you who is now at this point in their career, you know, at the same time has been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented bands, artists, individuals. Do you ever just stop for a moment to take a look back at how far you've come? Um, Throwing a lot at I you. Mean, I, 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 no, I mean... This, I, I this interview had everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it pops... I mean, of course it pops up. Like, I'm really proud of what we do. You know, I, it's, it's great. I think about it when I hear it from people who are influenced, you know, young people or people in general where the band has touched them in a way. And I think it's, it's incredible. You know, I have so much respect for the history of the band, even before I, um, I was in the band, you know, I have a lot of respect for that. And I never imagined that it would be such a, a driving force for, for Brazilians, you know, like I moving to Brazil, being involved in that culture, how important it is in Brazilian history, as far as like for Brazilians, you know, the band stands a lot, you know, it's like a lot on our shoulders as a band, like we're almost representing the country in so many ways. And I never imagined that um, in being in a band, you know, that was one aspect that I never thought of when I was 14, 15, wanting to be in a band, like, oh, I'm going to be representing an entire country, you know, in a, in a lot of ways. Um, and doing it well too. Yeah, man, it, it's fantastic. It's a great responsibility. And I love Brazil and I love Brazilian culture and, and music and everything about it. And um, I'm just happy to be a part of such a, uh, you know, such an incredible Legacy. experience. Okay. You know? But um, it, it's, it's, there's so much more that we want to do, you know. So we're, we're consistently working on those goals of playing places we've never played before, writing music that we've never written before. 
And, uh, and we still are on that path. You know, there's still so much to do. And it's, and especially when, when working with great producers and different people, you know, um, it's again, like I said, it's very inspiring. So, um, you have that spark and we have that love of playing music. We still have that love. So hopefully we can go even further. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where you guys go from here. Just continuing that, that chapter in your life. Now, Derek, let's get to that surprise. Right. So what I'm going to do, yes. I don't know if you've ever done this. I, I, I do this for all my guests and I, I've done it with so many people. I, I did it with Chuck Billy. I did it with Corey from Trivium. I did it with, I think I did it with Devin. Maybe I think I did it with Devin, I remember. <laughs> but what I'm going to do, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. I'm going to see if you know the lyrics to your own songs. Are you up for that challenge? Oh my God. This is going to be a horrible challenge because I, I did. I didn't pick every song. I picked. I, 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 I mean, I, I would tell you like, it's a weird thing in my head and, and, and lyrics. I don't know if it's with the same with the other artists, but I, I am horrible remembering our own lyrics unless I'm hearing the song and I'm in the moment. It clicks. But other than that, if I'm like, have to recite stuff i'm like it's horrible it's something with i need everybody there like you know hearing everything let, let, anyway, let's, let, let's i'm try up for the challenge let's try okay. it because uh, i've had so Corey, for example Corey said uh he he wouldn't get every song right he got every <laughs> single song right and trivium obviously wow. they have a huge catalog right and some artists would say oh I'll, i'm gonna get every song right and they get every song wrong it's always the opposite and <laughs> i don't know how but it's just the way it is. So, oh my God. I'm, I'm going right. to start you off easy. I promise. All right. I just handpicked a few. Um, I, I, I may have picked some deep cuts in there, but, but, but if anything, this will make you rethink your set list next time you hit the stage. Oh my God. All right. All right. All right. All right here we go. I'm going to read a lyric. You just say the title. Ready? Okay. You ready? I know you got this. All right. I don't know, man. Here we go. Perpetrated over time, better walk the narrow line. Never challenge what we say in the darkness of our mind. I, you know what? I was just listening. <laughs> I was just listening to this. Oh God! I'll, I'll give you a hint. We're in the pandemic. I mentioned this song earlier. Yeah, isolation. There we go. <laughs> He's like, oh, gosh. Yeah. You yeah. got it. You got it. All right. That's Cosmo yeah, 2020. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Moving on. All right. Now, now, now here we go. The fast song. I was just like, oh, this is like, fast. Okay, here we go. See, it's different when you're reading it. It's like poetry. Yeah. Like, as oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Presenting it on stage. That's, that's a whole different true. Type of song. So. Very true. This may be a challenge. Solitude met herself. Lessons from the primal step. Memories from an ending life. Liars can't stop the tribes. That is um, Nomad. Yep, from Chaos AD. See? Chaos AD. Yeah. Been good so far. All right. Okay. All right. I, I think I got I'll you on this. Me. I think I got you on this next yeah, one. All right. Do not believe it only because you've heard it before. Simply because it's spoken and rumored. One and all, live up to it. One and all. I know this. This is uh, water, dude. Look at this. You're, you're yeah. doing well. From Nation, 2001. Nation, yeah, that, that's a deep. Woo, yeah, that's, that's a, a the last song one. before the instrumental, if I remember correctly. I remember when I bought that album too. Uh, 2001, Nation, great album. 
Uh, oh, thank you. Man. All right, we're man. going. We're on the positive tip on that album. Every all right, song has all right. Here, here we go. Here we go. I, I think no. This can't be a deep cut. Well, let's try it. That was a good. Waiting, one, waiting for the moment to strike, to take possession, to take your heart, turn your paint into a farce without respect and without regret. And the next line is the title of that song. Think in oh. 1996. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, wait, can you repeat it again? I'm yeah. Sorry. Waiting for the moment to strike, to take possession, to take your heart. I know, I know, it's attitude. Uh, I know, no, I'm sorry, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Wait, wait, say the words again, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. Waiting for the moment to strike, to take possession, to take your heart. Turn your part into a farce without respect. Respect without uh, Yep, because that was the next line. I was like, should I even say it? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I should have yeah. just said. I should have just said, "What song is Roots Bloody Roots?" <laughs> just, just say that name. I was like, should I just? Oh, play yeah. it? I was gonna do that as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> all right, moving really on. Good. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. all right. We got a couple more here. You're doing, okay. you're doing great, Derek. Listen to, yeah, listen to what you surprised. said. All right. <laughs> Clockwork nerves controlled my arms. Pupils are wide open to see. No coming back from where I left. I'm a rotten orange healed by force. Wow, I love that line. Um, I just have to remember the name of the song. I know what album. Uh, starts with the. Starts with the. Let me see. Maybe you got it. Hold on. Can you repeat it again? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Clockwork nerves controlled my arms. Pupils are wide open to see. No coming back from where I left. I'm a rotten orange healed by force. Gosh, I could just read that to like, as a lullaby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna, I know it, it's um... Starts with an M. It's a long word. Yeah, uh, met metamorphosis. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. How many more clues Woo. do I need to get? Two thousand nine. Alex. Just needed an M. Yeah, me metamorphosis. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. All right. This wow, is. That was, all right. Okay. We, all right. We got. We got two more. Actually, we can do. Yeah, okay. we can do two more. All right. All right. Um, these next two are. Okay, I'm not gonna say anymore. I think you got this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nobody will change my way. Life betrays, but I keep going. There's no light, but there's hope. Crushing oppression, I win. Oh, great, Larry. That's great. Uh, okay, again. Nobody will change my way. Life betrays, but I keep going. There's no light, but there's hope. Crushing oppression, I win. We're throwing it way back with this one. Oh my god. I'm pretty me. sure this is on the Sepulchre record, too. I know. Uh, you want the year? Yeah, sure. 89. Damn. Bro, you sing this really well. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hold on, it's uh okay. It's from Beneath the Remains. 
Oh, Jesus Christ, of course, yeah, jeez. Um, uh, I'm just, give me, I, I know that. You're good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's, it's one of the first songs I had to learn when I joined the band. Um, and herself. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. This is great. I love this. <laughs> yeah, that and Beneath the Remains were the two songs I had to really learn when I first joined the band. I was like, Jesus Christ. This is, hey. Beneath the Remains, it was so hard. Hey, you nailed it though on the dot. Every yeah. time, every time I, I like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever get a chance to search yourself live performing it. Do that you do it so well. All right, last one. Oh, thank you. Okay, last one. Now, now this is this may be a challenge, but this is I like, like this is this is like staple Sepultura stuff. All right, oh, shit, if, okay. if it wasn't already, but all right, here okay. we go. The Roman Empire has crucified the Messiah. Should I even keep reading? Okay, okay. Keep reading. Okay. The the bestial power has sacrificed your gods. Feared by his power, the cross he'll carry. I'm making you rethink your set list, aren't I? And visions of destruction this night you'll see. Antichrist? Think. First album. We're talking 86. I don't know if you even... Have you performed? I'm pretty sure you performed this. this Morbid Visions. No. From, from Morbid Visions. We, we've never done that song. Wow. Yeah. It's the first song on the first record. Yeah. We. Wow. Yeah. Just an idea. Never, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We will take that into consideration because I was like, this is not ringing any bells it's all right yeah man uh no no wow you got me you got me though (laughs) the the only one that was it that was it but but Derek, you did great um this has been uh such an honor man thank you so much for i mean this is Uh, this was a lot of fun hopefully we get to do this that was a lot of fun man when you guys come to Dallas, um we'll do let's stay in touch on the socials hopefully we can like i said come to texas and I can't wait till we talk about, Hey, you remember when we did the interview during the pandemic and, you know, just have that awesome, conversation man. ready to go. But I can't wait. March is, we have March planned for doing a U.S. tour. So let's, let's North hope America. So, um, yeah. But, uh, Derek, do you have any last words, any shout outs, anything you'd like to plug in as far as Sepulchorta before we finish things off here? I don't know if you have any music video. I don't know what you can or cannot say, but no, no, just definitely keep an eye out for highway to help. Follow us on Instagram and uh let other people know about it you know it's going to be a great show once everyone's able to see it um and again definitely check out the new sepultura album coming out sepulquatra it's a lot of fun a lot of amazing artists on there and we look forward to seeing everyone live show live show again and everyone who's listening, if that's not enough, I don't know what else we can get you to get your blood. <laughs> uh, Sepulchorda drops August 13 on Nuclear Blast Records. Don't forget, you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on our interview on fire.com. Uh, Derek, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Uh, this has been great. I, I grew up listening to Sepultura, so you kind of, I might as well close up shop 
after this interview. Right, <laughs> right on, brother. Thank Jay you for Canada. having me, man. But uh, you stay Appreciate safe out it. there, and then uh, we'll talk to you, you soon, man, and here in Dallas. All right, man. All the best. All right. Rock Rock right. Later, man. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.